Today's episode is sponsored by one of my favorite rap labels, Front Row Regal. Started by my good friend Rock City Mark, legendary rapper Ito, and Jay Rios, they are the go-to for real hip-hop. Make sure to check out the whole team, including DJ Duop, Jay Black, Nice to Future, Boo Boo the Prince, Reno RX, and Uop Diggs. Follow Front Row Regal on all platforms and check out the new New York by Ito and DJ Duop out now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry it took a while for this to get started. I'm happy it finally worked out. Yeah, man, me too. We were both just on the road. I know what you were just in Atlanta? Yeah. Where are you from? I'm from Virginia. Oh, word? I'm about like 40 minutes from DC. You live in Virginia now? Yeah. It's cool that you can get shit done really whenever. I live in bumfuck nowhere, Massachusetts. Oh, where? Yeah. Yeah, it's easy to just hop on a plane if you got somewhere where you need to be, you know what I mean? Yeah. Hop on a plane and get there. I honestly wasn't sure because I was like, I know you work with the Jersey guys, so I wasn't sure if you were from there. I didn't know if you were from Mass because of your name. I was like, oh shit, I don't. I, I was, I wasn't sure. Yeah, everybody always kind of says that because I'm always moving around. I where, try to work with like people from all over, you know. Yeah, of course. Where'd you get the name from? I mean, of course, everyone knows what Whitey Bulger, but what like? Yeah, it's from my like actual name. Mm-hmm. If you knew my actual name, you would get it. I and saw it before, but it's not on camera anymore. And people, people would uh, call me Whitey Bulger was my nickname. And so when I started taking beats like real serious, I was just like, yeah, fuck it. That's a cold name. <laughs> that, is a cold, that is a cold name. What was that? When did you start taking beats seriously? Uh, really? In like 2020. But I've been making beats for over 10 years. So really? So that's not twelve. Mm. What happened in 2020? Like, what made you start taking it serious? Shit, with like the extra time on my hands from like lockdowns and shit, I was like, damn, it's kind of now or never. Like, you're gonna look back if you don't do this shit. Like, you're gonna look back one day when you're like four. You're gonna be like, damn, I wasted that talent. Like, you really should have ran with that. Yeah, I was just like, fuck it, I'm all in. And then that's when I started uploading beats every day. I deleted like my real like Instagram and like made a whole new Instagram and just only follow music people and people involved with the industry and shit like that. That's and, kind of the same thing uh, I did with this. You ha- There were people who like adapted to quarantine or people who like gave up. Yeah, that's very true. Do you think if quarantine never happened, you would have been pushing like this? I think I would have eventually, but it was definitely a a big, a big like catalyst. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I, I always did this shit. Like I've been making beats since I was 12. I'm 25 now. And I was always like pretty nice with it, but I just really needed to like lock in and take the business serious. Yeah. What made you start when you were 12? Shit, my mom had actually signed me up for guitar lessons. And the guitar teacher was like, yo, like, what do you, what music do you listen to? Like, what do you want to play? And I was like, uh, I fuck with like Drake and Lil Wayne <laughs> and shit like that. And he was like, okay, yeah, there's, there's some good guitar in hip hop. And he actually, he was a producer and he made beats for like a lot of like underground rappers in the DMV area type shit. So he like showed me his shit. And I was like, this is, this is fire. Got me hip to like the roots and like some of the shit like that, that has more like live instruments in it. Yeah. And then I, I started like working in logic and garage band and shit, making beats. Do you still play guitar? Oh yeah. I, uh, see, I brought like rap music to my drum teacher and he taught me to like play drums to fucking like Danny Brown and shit. Honestly. That's cool as fuck. Yeah, but I don't play I don't play music anymore. Like I'm just not a <laughs> I'm not a musical person. That's crazy because you interview so many like 
fire artists and shit. I enjoy it. Like I love music and I feel like this lets me be like a professional fan, you know, but I don't have, like, I can't create like that. I feel like you could. Do you feel, feel like, like your body like don't like they really underestimate their own creative ability? Mm. Do you, but do you feel like you were born with the passion for music? Kind of. Yeah. I feel like I could just really, if I put my mind onto something like and really lock in, like I can figure it out pretty quick. Mm -hmm. I feel that way too, but I feel like it has to be something I really want to do. Like there was just something about making music that I enjoyed listening to it, but I didn't enjoy the process of making it. Yeah. It's definitely daunting. Yeah. It's, it's like, It's kind of like, it's really nothing to me now because I make music every day, but it's a lot that goes into it, especially when you're starting. Like, but when you're, have, like the confidence, like put yourself out there like that. Too. Yeah. But when you're 12 and you start, I feel like that gives you an air of confidence because you're like, you don't give a fuck at that point. Oh, 100%. You kind of like not leave to the world in a sense, you know? Literally, yeah. You're just like, I'm just creating because it's fun. Like, whatever. I don't care. Yeah, exactly. How long into quarantine until you were like, shit, I got to take it seriously? Really, like, right at the start. Like, um, it was, like, March, like, right when that shit first started that I made, like, most of the beats for 328i. That was a... Me and uh, Jay from Jersey's project. That was like the first project that that I ever dropped that I had all the beats done by me. Like I produced the whole thing. How did you guys link up? Shit, I was listening to like Grimdoza and uh, no, no, with Jersey. I was like, this shit's fire. So I tapped in, like, so I looked up Jersey and shit, and he was like, like kind of just starting out at that point. So I was like, Bet like he's fire, like he's on his shit, like he's posting all the time, like he's just starting out. I'm gonna lock in with him, send him all this shit, and he hit me back and was like, Yo, these beats are crazy, like let's go up. And we just sent shit back and forth all quarantine. That's crazy because in two years, you've done a lot or three years now. Yeah, I really have. Do so you I it was like now or never? I was like. 22 in quarantine and i was like yeah if i don't make this shit happen like soon like it's never gonna happen so i just went all in do you look back at making that decision and you're like this is i knew it was gonna lead here this fast or are you kind of like is it disbelief how far you made it uh a little bit of both honestly like i'm not surprised but sometimes i look back and i'm like damn this shit's kind of crazy yeah but it's like at the same time i feel like i could have done more too but you're so not that far into it and you got you know you got placements you on like billboard chart and shit like you got songs like fucking key you know yeah it's definitely not for sure rest in peace to both draco and key facts that shit's fucked yeah, it was crazy because those were like both of those were like my two like big placements. And then right after we locked in and like got those songs done. You know? Yeah. <laughs> How did you lock in in the beginning? Uh with Draco, I was just working with like the whole Stink team. Like um uh, was artist Money Monk. And I did a lot of shit for him and like Ralph with the plug, like all of them. And it just worked out like that. Yeah. I was actually, uh, how I got the Draco joint was, um, I was making a lot of beats with one of Draco's engineers. And so we did a lot of collabs and shit. And then he hopped on one and that was the Draco, not Draco. That track was fine. I was listening to that right before you hopped on. Yeah. Good looks. 
I remember that like when Draco and O3 first started blowing up. Yeah. And that shit was like a different that was like that was different. I remember hearing like Cold Devil for the first time, you know? Yeah. I love that tape. That that tape like really inspired me to make West Coast beats like that. That shit in a shoreline mafia. Mm. I wish they got bigger as like a group, you know, like they're huge, yeah. but me too. If they stuck, if they stuck together, they would have gone up for sure, but they were already up. So yeah, it was like S O B R B facts. I forgot about that. Movie. But yeah, they got solo careers too. Yeah. Du boy and shit. It's crazy. I saw them back to back one night in Boston, like one night was shoreline. One night was SOB. And I always thought SOB was going to be the bigger group, but that's not what happened. Yeah, nah. It was always shoreline for me. That that shit, like, that got me to, like, start making West Coast beats. And then once I really started listening to, like, Draco and O3 Greedo, that's when I, like, really locked in and got fired at that shit. Yeah, what was your connection to the West Coast beats? I just thought it was fire. So <laughs> you just liked it. You just, it just, you know, <laughs> that, um, I, Oh three, it's cool with him being out and everything and doing like, cause he got, he got a lot of time. Yeah. And like for him to, I know he doesn't really want to make music right now, but he is, he's, he's been working. Yeah. I'm getting Mike free on the podcast. Like, in the next few weeks, that tape he just dropped with O three was crazy. Yeah, I definitely want to work with O three. I'll be far. You go out to the West Coast a lot? I actually don't. No? No, I'm planning on hopefully doing it this year, making the pilgrimage to LA. <laughs> so you've never been? No, I was actually born out there. I've been like a bunch of times, like for vacation and shit, just like never on some music shit. Yeah. Well, that's your connection to the West Coast beats. You were born out there. Yeah, I got the swag. <laughs> it was in your blood. <laughs> yeah. Who did you listen to from the DMV area? Because I, I fuck with a lot of artists out there. Shit. Everybody, bro. Like, I was really inspired by like all the DMV like trap shit. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of like my earlier beats from like the 2020, I was like really trying to like produce for like Shabazz and shit like that. But yeah, uh, like Q the Fool, Fat Ye, Shabazz, all those guys. Yeah. Didn't like Shy Glizzy from out there? Yeah, he's from DC too. Yeah. He's always been one of my favorites. Bro. I, I've always fucked with him. Yeah, he just dropped a new project that was crazy. Yeah. I like his older shit. For sure. It's funny because you work with a lot of like you said like the trappier dudes, but then you don't like you like you got a placement on the new like Dash album. Yeah. It's like completely a different style. Yeah, I just uh, I'm like a fan of a lot of different music. I I listen to so much different music and it's like I want to be a part of it and I know I can put my spin on it in a like a dope way. Mm-hmm. So I do. I don't like just to make one style of music. What style do you like catch yourself listening to the most? Like fly trap shit. Like there's the trap shit that's like overly violent, but I like in my day to day, I like listening to like fly, like trap shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like some like Money Man, some Johnny Cinco, shit like that. Johnny Cinco. I haven't heard that name in a minute. Yeah, he's is he releasing crazy shit still. Hell yeah, he just have to, it goes crazy. I'm gonna have to check that out. Is that what you're more into? Just like the fly ship? Yeah, fly trap shit. Yeah, just in life too. Yeah, and everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What type of glasses you got on? These the A's, bro. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm so mad. I just got these glasses today. Oh, I had these Versace's that I dropped and stomped on them. I cracked them in like four places. I was so mad. Damn, that's rough. <laughs> as rough as fuck. You stomped on them. <laughs> I stomped on them. I hopped out of bed, stomped on them, bro. <laughs> I'm just picturing like a mosh pit scenario. Like the glasses fall off your face and you're just moshing. <laughs> you ever mosh? Hello, back in the day. I'll go to like crazy concerts in like DC. And shit. What's back the craziest concert you've been to? Oh man, there's this one joint. It was like a lot of like local DC artists. And um there was like punk bands and shit, and then there was rappers. It was like rich shooters were there. This dude, and then right after Rich Shooters came on, it was a dude on the saxophone, and um, Lil Tracy. Oh like, shit! Like finishing it off, it that was a crazy show. It sounds crazy. Yeah, Lil Tracy with a dude and a dude with a saxophone. Yeah, it was it was lit. Why was it so crazy? Just because it was a dope show. Yeah, it was a dope show. Um, it was this one dude. At most cons like birthday bash. So it was like all these like DC rappers and shit. It's like back to back. I just got a uh you know on Snapchat it says like this day, how many years ago? It was twenty fourteen and it was a video of Travis Scott climbing, like climbing up and like hanging two floors up above the dance floor of the House of Blues in Boston. It was like before he was well known or anything. Some rock rock star shit right there. Some rock star shit. Yeah, and that was nine years ago. That was like that was like Owl Pharaoh days, you know? Yeah, that was like You must have been in middle school, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm 25 too. Okay. So no, I was in high school. I was in high school, I think. Yeah, like early high school. Type yeah. Shit. Yeah, that was a crazy era of music. I knew he was going to blow up though. To yeah. what level? I don't it know. It wasn't surprising at all. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have any artists that you thought were going to blow up from like that era and never did? Maybe some like the SoundCloud artists, like Thousand Band Fawny, you know, mm-hmm. guys like that. Yeah. That whole crew was crazy for a little bit. It was. That SoundCloud era was an inspiration to a lot of people, a lot of yeah. the artists and producers up today. The like rap was moving so fast that a lot of those eras got forgotten. That's a good observation. This shit really does move fast. It's crazy. Yeah. I was thinking about this with like, this is a weird comparison, but with like ice spice where it's like, she dropped that song and she's dropped a few other songs that are like fire, but it's almost like, your intention span is so short that she didn't like catch it the way she should have. I think she did though. Yeah. Yeah. She's definitely eating. She's definitely eating, but do you think there's longevity? Um, somewhat. She could be like a Nicki Minaj type figure, Mm -hmm. but it's like we're in like the microwave TikTok era. So it's like how much, like, can you really like catch it as you, as you were saying, it's like, she caught it, you know? Yeah. I guess you're right. I guess you're right. Cause I think I'm so out of touch. Cause like, to me, Griselda's the biggest, but most people don't know who West Side Gun is. Yeah. I you know, sometimes, but to me, I'm like, West Side Gun, that's the biggest rapper right now. But like most people who listen to rap don't know who Griselda are. Yep. That's a fact right there. I feel the same way a lot of times. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, because it's like levels to this shit. Literally, it's like you got your Drakes, your Travis Scotts, and you got your uh, 
your little babies, your young thugs, your futures, and you got your, you know, it's like levels. Yeah. Yeah, because Benny still talks like he's on level one because he doesn't, he sees himself up with like the Drake. So to him, he just broke in the industry, you know? Mm-hmm. Would you go, would you want to do industry or do you like the independent, like that type of artist, like Dash? Hell yeah, I want to be industry. You get a bigger bag that way. It's like, there's talented independent artists, but I would rather work with a talented signed artist and get the bag. Yeah. Guaranteed and do it through a label and have everything in paperwork versus just like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to give you splits. Do you have someone that you like, um, you, I not idolize their career, but someone you like follow the blueprint of? Yeah. I really take inspiration from like a lot of producers and rappers to an extent and just kind of look at all the things that I think they did well and apply them to my own path. Like who, who are you most, not who do you like the most, but who are you most inspired by? Um, Lex Luger, Zaytoven, Madlib, The Alchemist. And I feel like my style is like a mess of all that shit. I agree. Yeah, you can kind of hear it, right? Yeah. Madlib mixed with Lex Luger. I like that. Been on it, you know. Why do you think the worlds don't like to connect so much? Like trap heads hate the fucking boom bappy type shit and the and vice versa, you know? Like Yeah, I was de- I was actually about to bring that up when you were talking about Benny. It's like kind of like a schism in the industry. There's like the Griselda type shit, and then there's like the the trap, like future type shit. But yeah, I'm a fan of both styles of rap i love listening to both i love making both and i want to kind of bridge that shit more yeah i don't get the hate like i don't know like i get if you don't like it but it's like i'll listen to yeet like his new album's incredible and then i'll go listen to like a sky zoo album or something super lyrical you know yeah i'm the same way for real do you, what do you think it is? Do you think it's cause we're younger quote unquote? Yeah, that definitely plays a part in it. Like who we grew up with and shit. Yeah. Cause I don't really see like that many young. Nah, there is though. Like there definitely is like a young, like underground scene with that style. Like I work with a lot of these guys, but it like, they don't work with a lot of trap artists. Mm-hmm. Trap artists don't work with them. It's like, I'm trying to bridge that gap. Yeah. And I feel like as a producer, that's probably the best way to do it. Yeah. It's definitely a good way. Cause like, I love hearing people do different styles. Like stepping out of the comfort zone, you know? Yeah. You can never get comfortable doing that. Yeah, because then it just gets old. It gets stale real quick. But then people like uh, shit on Benny for doing like the Hip Boy album. And that's not even like that different of a style, you know? It really isn't. It's the same subject matter. It's not like he's switching it all up. It's not like he's talking conscious shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? How do you feel about like the conscious rap? I mean, honestly, I was inspired by a lot of that shit. Like the most deaths. A lot of times it's the subject matter and shit is corny, but like the the production and delivery and shit is fire. Do you connect? You, of course you're a producer, but like when you listen to a song, you enjoy it for the beat, not really the. Oh, uh, depends on the song. I I listen to lyrics too, like a hundred percent. Like there's a yeah. where I love the lyrics. 
but it's like a total package but i there definitely are songs where i'm like tuning out the rapper and only listen to the instrumental because the instrumental is dope and i'm not really feeling the the, uh the raps on it yeah i feel like that is the thing with what i'm talking about about why the bridges aren't gapped is because like um a lot of people especially in the boom bap you know whatever that don't even really care about the beat at all and so they don't want to hear like a trappier beat where the dude is like the voice is part of the beat because they don't care about that i almost feel like it's the opposite i feel like a lot of people who are into the boom bap like are really into the beats those are some of the people who buy my beats the most, honestly. Yeah. They like respect the art a little bit more. Mm. Cause they're like more into it. Like a lot of like the trap shit, like most like the people who are listening to that shit are just like like uh like guys in the street and shit like that. And then the boom bat. It's like people who are like obsessed with the art side more. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I do. I guess I do feel you. How do you feel about it? Like, what do you think? Think about what? Like, do you feel like you care more about the boom bap type beats that you make more than the other ones? Like, it's more artful how you do it. Hell no. If anything, my trap beats are more artful. But that's what I'm saying. That's like, I think that's my point, you know? Yeah, but I'm talking about the fans. No, like, totally, like totally. And the boom bap, like, they'll sit there, like, and, like, analyze, like, every aspect of it. And um, the fans, like, trap music, they're like, oh, it's just artists getting money. Like, what is this artist doing in the streets? Like, mm. type shit like that. Yeah. No, I do feel that. That's why I like, like, the Detroit scene or the Flint scene more specifically. Is because, like, someone like YNJ just puts out so much music. And even if he fucks up a bar, he, like, keeps it in the song. And there's something about that that's dope that it's like, I don't give a fuck. I'm just going to keep putting it out. Yeah, the rawness to it. Yeah. I I definitely have an element of that to my shit, I think. How would you categorize yourself? Of, co- of course, you said like Lex Luger, Mad Lib, but like, how do you consider yourself as an artist? Is there a lane? Do you see yourself as laneless? Um... I'm, I'm a rap producer. I produce rap artists. I produce a rap artist. Yeah. And I'm not opposed to doing other shit too. I plan on going into like other genres, eventually doing like some electronic, like some ambient music. I played like a whole bunch of shit. Like I used to play classical guitar. I was in like jazz bands. I was in rock bands. And all that shit definitely, you know, adds into my like my style as well. It gives me more of like a musical sort of like element to it. Like I didn't just like, you know, clicks shit in an FL studio. <laughs> it is crazy. Like I don't know anything about as I said, I don't make it. But some people like RJ literally just uses his laptop to produce all this shit and i'm like damn he doesn't even have like a machine he doesn't have anything like it's literally just his laptop and he makes some crazy ass beats like but then i'll go over like someone like knox beats shout out knox beats and he has like a whole like room with all the different equipment what's your setup shit this laptop (laughs) Uh, midi keyboard guitar yeah and i make beats on logic pro but i like cooking up with different shit too like some of my homies got like crazy synths so i'll link up with them we'll hook the synths up do shit like that 
throw some live bass in it. Like we'll switch off on, on guitar. Like me and my homie V, Vivar. Like we'll trade off on guitar. Like I'll play like a background guitar, and then he'll go on the lead type shit. And then like we'll lay a bass line, play the synth over it. Like yeah. Would you ever have a band again? Oh, I'm definitely open to it as like a side project. Like but playing live, doing shows. Do you see that as something you would do? Um, actually, maybe when I'm older, I could see myself like being like a, a guitarist for a band, like also country shit. Country. Yeah. Are you a country fan? Uh, it's growing on me a little bit. <laughs> I'm not there yet. A lot of different shit, man. I'm not there yet. I like, I want, I try to like it, but I just can't. Like what all the pop country. Why do you think that is? I don't want to hear dudes singing about they're in love. <laughs> I feel like that's what most country music is. <laughs> yeah, but is it not like relatable to some extent? I'm not, I guess, because I live in the woods in Massachusetts, but they're all like so hick. Like, I just don't like country people. <laughs> like, not to be rude, but like country people are annoying as fuck. They're usually like Blue Lives Matter people. They usually like, they're just annoying. So I don't really like the music, you know? Yeah. It's different strokes for different folks. Who do you like? What country artists do you like? Shit, like whatever my girl like puts on, honestly, bro. I'm like, this shit's all right. Like, all right, see, yeah, my girl uh, yeah. plays country and I want to enjoy it, but I just can't. <laughs> like the Morgan Wallen shit, that shit's kind of fire. I like to switch it up. Like, I listen to so much like trap shit. It's like, it's nice to like take a break from that shit and explore like other genres. Oh, I totally agree. I, I love, love like alternative folk music. Like it's not country, but yeah. it's not, you know, like Kurt Vile yeah. is a dude I listen to a lot. It's like the subject matter too, like of rap, like a lot of the shit's like really fucked up. Yeah. I mean it's like Do you think it is um it inspires like do you think it's bad to listen to that subject matter do you think your mind can compartmentalize it no mine definitely can compartmentalize it but it's like i'm not always in the mood to hear about that shit Mm -hmm. especially because i listen to it so much because i'm working with it all day yeah like engineering or like you know, listening to the artists that I work with and like, like making shit for them. You know what I mean? Like I got to stay up to date. I'm like, what's going on? Yeah. Do you get to still enjoy the music? Like, do you still enjoy listening to music or is that just because oh, yeah. I love listening to music. I, I, nothing else I would rather do than be making music, listening to music. But like, if they're like, like picture from my point of view, like, so you're engineering like all day. You're listening to rap music before you go to the studio. Then you get there, you're engineering, and then you're making beats. Then you're in the session, and you get out of the studio like three o'clock in the morning. You've been listening to trap music for like eight hours or some shit like that. And it's like the next day, like it's not bad to throw a little bit of rock country in the mix you know what i mean total i totally agree listening to different. i love jazz for that reason i love alternative but it's cool that you still enjoy it it's not like you get out and you're like fuck i don't want to listen to any i want to listen to someone talk you know yeah and i think it also is good for creativity like listening to like older music listening to jazz like listening to funk like all that shit helped me like grow my style as well. Cause I would like learn how to play that shit on guitar or sample it and like take inspiration from all these different angles. 
What did your like family listen to growing up? Like classic rock. Not rap. Nah. Were they anti rap? Not really. They just like don't really know anything about it type shit. Like they're like completely ignorant of the uh, world of rap. Yeah. So, how did you find it? Uh, mostly through skateboarding. So I was watching like skateboarding videos and shit. And I would have like rap in the background. I'd be like, this shit is crazy. Like, what is this? And I'd look it up and play it. Do you skateboard still? Yeah. I fuck around. I'm so, I tried once and I couldn't do it. <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely uh, very difficult. Like, the shit the pros do, like, unreal. It doesn't make sense, like, gravity-wise. <laughs> yeah, you're literally, like, defying gravity, like... Yeah, it's not like you're connected to it, the board and uh, everything. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. You can't do any crazy tricks? Against gravity. <laughs> you can't do any crazy tricks? I can do a little something. I skateboarded like my whole life. I think that actually got me into music too. Because um I was in sixth grade and I broke my like femur. It's like the, the thigh bone of your leg. I yeah, broke the biggest, it. it's like the like, biggest yeah. bone in your body or some shit. The craziest bone you could possibly break. Like it takes the longest to heal or some shit. Yeah. So I was on my ass for like six months and I know nothing but the guitar and like a laptop fucking garage band on it. So. That's wild. Yeah. I think that definitely played a role in like steering me down the music path. Cause at that point I was like really serious about skateboarding. Like I skateboarded all day, every day I did contests and shit. So if you never got hurt, you think you'd still be doing that without music. No, <laughs> got to be like at a crazy level to like, you got to be like one of the best in the world to really be making like bread at that shit. You know what I mean? But I've been nice as fuck. Like, yeah. But what I've been like doing it at a level that I could sustain myself at like a, a decent level of living, like probably not. You think it's harder to be a skate professional skateboarder than a professional musician. Hell yeah. Cause there's not as many avenues that you can monetize professional skateboarding. Like a musician, you could, you could tour with a band. Like you could be a guitarist for a band. Like you could be a bassist in a band, like for a singer, like picture, like a singer, like, um, someone who makes like pop music or something like if they tour with a band like they need like people to play bass and shit like that like you could do that you could play classical music you could teach music you could make lo-fi instrumental hip-hop albums like you could rap you could record people be an engineer like i just listed off like 10 streams of possible income you can make from music professional skateboarder or you're going to be like Nigel Houston and, and like fucking win the X games, like, or be like, you know, it's just not as many opportunities to make a lot of money with that. Kind of the same thing with like basketball or something. It's like you're either in the NBA or you're not really making money. Do you think that's true? Cause all right, think about skateboarding. You could, work for a team of not be a professional skateboarder, but there's so many like people who work under it, or you could have your own shop or you could work on a skate uh, skate park in a city, you know, like there's different streams of income that aren't the professional thing. That's true, but it's just not as big of a market as music is mm -hmm. like a studio in Atlanta is going to be doing way bigger numbers than a skate shop anywhere. Mm -hmm. Maybe like 
a couple shops like Supreme and shit like that in New York, like the top, top shops are like doing big numbers, but like a local skate shop in your town is like, like kind of barely staying afloat. Yeah. It's like skateboarding is like a much smaller thing than like music. Mm-hmm. Music is such like there's pop music, it's rap music, there's different kinds of rap music. You know what I mean? Like there's such a big thing. Skateboarding is getting like a little bit bigger with like the Olympics and shit like that, but it's still not like a huge like moneymaker. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think about that with stand up comedy because like, there's not genres in comedy. Like it really doesn't get the same respect as music at all. Cause mu- if you was just like, we're going to go see music tonight. You're like what, what type of music, but with comedy, you're just like, I'm going to go see stand up. Like it doesn't matter what the genre is. Like they don't define it by genres, even though it's so many different things. It's like, yeah, it doesn't get it's a smaller market. I really like don't even know that much. Like I just know it as comedy, you know. Exactly. Yeah. I, I don't really watch it like that. Like I know like the big guys like Chris Rock and shit, but I don't really pay attention. Like that's a whole nother game that I'm sure you know all about. Like you know all the intri- intricacies, and you could like break it down. Like how I'm breaking this shit down. Literally, like I could. I literally. I don't think I could name three skateboarders. So I do get your point. Yeah. I do have to ask about the movies behind you. <laughs> oh, that's just a decoration. That. <laughs> I didn't know if those are your favorite movies. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know if you were a big Steve Martin fan or not. <laughs> nah, I don't really watch movies like that. I really pay attention to music. Like That's like a movie for me. Yeah. You smoke? I don't. Not anymore. What made you quit? I I don't like it. <laughs> it gets me too high. I mean, I used to I used to really be into that shit, and then like at a certain point, like it stopped like having the good effects. Like I would be anxious for like two hours, and then like the high would kick in, you know? Yeah, and it's like. It just stopped really doing it for me. How long ago was that? Probably a little bit before Corona. Like maybe like 2018, 2019. Oh, shit. I always like to ask. I always like to know because like before I was asking about like music and influences like I don't don't know. Like all I do is I smoke. I take some mushrooms. You ever taken mushrooms? I'm finna talk about all of it. Yeah. I'm going to that conversation at, at that, you know? <laughs> I understand. That's funny as hell. You're the first person to not want to talk about that. Yeah. I understand, though. It's, le- it's crazy how it's legal. Like, I was out in Detroit, and they're fully legal. That's wild. I see, like, the bars and shit popping up. Yeah. I enjoy them. I just went and I take them and go to the movies. I try, I just saw Cocaine Bear. <laughs> How was that? Cocaine Bear? That shit was fire. I, you said you don't like movies, but I like, like, I, like I, I watch movies, but like, I'm not like super in them. Like, you, you're looking at that shit thinking I'm like a film buff or something, you know? I just, I just saw the Steve Martin thing. Yeah. And I was like, that's I like, don't even know who that is. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's the dude white it's the dude with the white hair. <laughs> I just don't you know what I've, I I was a good background. I set up anywhere. I've done this shit in the craziest places. Yeah, I've seen some of the clips, man. You 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 were like post up in a fucking like laundry room for an interview. <laughs> Literally on the venue type shit. <laughs> That shit's crazy. Who have you been working with or like, or do you have anything coming? I got a lot of shit coming. I got like hundreds of unreleased songs. Like most of the music I make, like doesn't really see the light of the day. 
How does that make you feel? It's it makes me want to go harder. I was like to get like these big placements to drop, like you gotta really like lock in with the artist and make like 10 songs with them. Cause if you make like one song, like the odds of that shit dropping like are pretty low. But I definitely got like a lot of placements coming out soon. Like shit with underground artists. I'm working on another tape with Jay from Jersey. And yeah, I got a lot of shit coming. I don't really want to name too many names. Like, yeah, I mean, I don't want to like say some shit and then it doesn't drop. But it's a lot of shit in the works with all the people that you see me working with now and more. Yeah. Do would you ever put out or would you want to put out like a project of your own with different artists? For sure. I'm working on one right now. Yeah. Hopefully going to drop that at the end of the year. I got um, a joint I did with Keith on there. I got some shit with D.Y. and Finesse, Mutovin, Jay from Jersey, Grimdoza. So it's going to be all different styles and shit. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I think it'd be cool to do that. Because a lot of people drop producer albums, but it's like all trap or like all boom bap shit. So I'm going to just mix it up, make it wavy. Who would you want to work with? Who are your like dream collabs? Shit. Um, Currency. Larry June. Money Man. Money Man's one of my favorites. Yeah, me too. Since like Black Circle. It's crazy how big he is now. Yeah, it's like he's got the trap shit but it's like got a very unique like spin on it that makes me like interested yeah also raps on like great production that andy andy loves rapping about mushrooms i like that he put I was about to say that like he puts like a spin on it you know what i mean like yeah uh-huh like the shit that he says it's like so very it's like niche like and uh, i don't know if you would pay attention to to his shit like with all the guns like he's like building up guns and like taking mushrooms and like rapping about getting your credit score right and scamming it's just like a very like unique combination yeah and he always has been unique like he always it's cool it's cool seeing people who um like we were talking about artists we wished blew up it's cool seeing artists like him like get the recognition that he deserves. Facts. Like someone, you know who Lil Dude is? Oh yeah, he's one that I like. He's the person I wish got bigger because I used to listen to him so heavy. Me too. I used to listen to all that DMV shit. I actually have a joint with Lil Dude that never dropped. Really? Oh shit! That's this type of shit I'm saying. Like I have a, a lot of shit with. A lot of people that hasn't dropped. Yeah. That's crazy though. Cause he I forgot he he what like Martin Luther Luciano is like one of my top listen to albums if you go to like <laughs> listen to most. Yeah. Do you ever listen to like Baby Ock? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's so, these guys were like celebrities in high school to us living in like Northern Virginia. We were like fat trail, like little dude. Like we looked at them like Drake or some shit, you know? Yeah. Do you know who uncle John is? Of course. Yeah. He was like one of my favorites of this, like underground scene, even like before Griselda and shit. Yeah. He's, he's dope. He does a lot of shit with like dash and that. Yeah, they have a project out. So you're thinking of dropping your album during the summer? Probably near the end of the year, like like it maybe fall, winter. When's your next thing coming out? I got a join with R3 to Chili Man dropping next week. I literally just started listening to him. That's crazy. Yeah, uh how we started working was crazy. Like um 
this was when I first started like making West Coast beats and um I was just super tuned in. And um I saw hit him like posting music and shit. And he would get like a couple thousand listens and shit. And I would check it out and the shit was fire. I was like, this this guy's got it. Like went to his page, like he had like a thousand followers at the time. I hit him up, like we made some shit, like put it out, like kept working like here and there, and he blew up and then he got signed and then we got one on the album next week. That's dope as fuck. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, it's very cool how that worked out. That is cool. That's what I like about this podcast is like the investments of people where it's like I always was the person who found people before they like blew up, you know? Yeah. So it's like cool that I get to interview people. Like, I love your music. I'm happy we got to do this because wherever you go in your career, wherever I go in my career, we can always look back at this moment, you know? Definitely. We can do it again too. Let's run it back. We'll do it in person. Yeah, for sure. I thought you were in Jersey because I'm pulling up on Grimdoza soon and doing a pot of his place. Oh, yeah. That'll be a fun I one. I'm up to Jersey this week to work with those guys. So, Oh, word? Yeah. Hotel, I'm going to be in New York for the Rock Marcy show. Oh, word. Yeah, I didn't even know there was a Rock Marcy show. Yeah, yeah. Brooklyn. On Saturday, do you speaking of Jersey dudes? Do you know Subject Five or Papo Two Thousand Four? Don't. Oh, those are guys you should check out. They're amazing. Papo rap Subject Five just produced an album for Wiki and shit. But he's like that Jersey. He did some shit for Al Davino and shit. But yeah, I'll check them out. But uh, word man, where can people find you? Shit on Instagram at Pro Whitey Bulger. Twitter at Whitey Bulger underscore. Do you want me to put your name as producer Whitey Bulger or just Whitey Bulger? At Whitey Bulger. Perfect. Dope. I like that too. I just wasn't sure. My ad's like my credit. Like yeah. on my actual handle, like it's my name, Whitey Bulger. Yeah. Produced by Whitey Bulger. You know, that's my credit. <laughs> man, thank you so much for doing this. Thank you, man. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah.